live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing, healthy relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, hosting this hour with my good friend and fellow Ramsey Personality, Dr. John Deloney. And we are answering your questions, and it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So starting us off this hour is Sarah in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? We are doing great. Thanks for calling. How can we help? Okay, so I um, we have a really old family car um, that probably doesn't have a whole lot of time left. And we're also trying to save up for baby step three. And I feel like we have to do both at once because our emergency fund is really small and our car is really old. Yeah. So um, my question is, number one, is that a good idea? Should I be doing them together or should I break them up into separate goals? And like, what's a reasonable timeline to accomplish both of them? Sure. Uh, Well, how much do you guys make a year? About 130. Okay. And for this car that maybe leaving you soon. Uh, how much do you yeah. think, if you Kelly Blue Booked it, what would you what would you get it for? Oh my goodness. I don't even think I could get $1,000 for okay. it. Okay, yeah. What, so, make, what makes you think it's dying? Are you making 130 grand and you're embarrassed? Or what, what makes you think it's it doesn't have much time left? Um, well, it's part of it's held together with duct tape. Um, and the hatch won't open. And the two side doors, we have to like finagle and push them really hard. My kids have to like do tricks to get them to close. Um, I mean, I can go on. I mean, it still it runs and we can get from place to place. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's like 250,000 miles on it. Um, and so I haven't wanted to get rid of it because it still works and I don't have the money to buy a new car and I don't want to borrow money. So yeah. Um, yeah. But we no. don't have a lot in savings. So that's kind of where. I, I work, um, I don't work outside the home. I stay at home with my kids. So it's just one income. Um, so we can only save up so fast. Sure. So how much are you guys saving yeah. a month for towards the emergency fund and the car? Uh, well, we've been putting away about $1,000 a month for the car. Okay. For about five months. And then so do you have $5,000? Yeah, we do. For, and for then the we car. have for a new car. Okay. Yeah. And then we have um, like 1900 in our emergency fund. So that's really low. Yep. Yep. What's y'all's goal? You know, what, if, what amount for are you guys shooting for for your emergency fund? Um, well, three months for us would be about $1,400 minimum. Okay. Like all just, just bills and food. We have um, five kids. Fourteen thousand so, or fourteen hundred? Oh, fourteen thousand for three months of expenses. Yeah, okay. All right. You said fourteen hundred. I was like, man, your kids eat way less Did than I? my kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no fourteen thousand. Okay. Five kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I homeschool, so I don't bring in any money, even though I work all the time. Sure. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, here's the deal, Sarah. I mean, your car, we, we talk about the four walls, mm-hmm. food, shelter, utilities, transportation. Transportation is is a to a degree, a need, right? Especially for one car, for one person to leave the home, earn money, and come back. Um, 
But there are a lot of families, you know, I'm not suggesting this, but just say it out loud. People do the one car family a lot. I mean, that that's a reality as they're in this process. There's always four or five couples. Somebody's dropping somebody off here at the office because they're trying to get out of debt. Yeah, and yeah, we see that. They yes. drop them off and they go back home. They drop them off and they go to their work. Right, right. Almost, I always laugh like, oh, thanks, mom. But also good for y'all, man. Yeah, good for y'all. That's so right. Yes. they're making the sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. So, but what I would say, Sarah, is yeah, I mean, at this point, I would keep sticking it out a few more months with this car. And until the, and I don't know, cars, John, you probably could talk more into this, but I'm like, until like the engine, until the thing actually breaks and it won't turn on. I know cosmetically it's super mm-hmm. frustrating with the doors and the duct tape, but I'll tell you, Sarah, when I grew up and I remember my dad had an old Lincoln car after they went bankrupt and all that. And I remember mm-hmm. him picking me up from school on certain days and the fabric of the roof of the car was 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 loose oh so when sagging he stopped, down. i remember yeah, that and it would like and it would and it would stay and we would push our hands up like in the first grade to like hold it because it would just like <laughs> go on us and the air conditioning didn't work so it was all sweat yeah. like it was just gross right so all that to say cosmetically i know it's frustrating and the hatch won't open like i'm i mean i hear you i hear you sarah and if i could deliver you mm. a new escalade right now i would like i i, I know it's not fun but it's running and that's and, and that mindset is kind of where you have to be and then when it does out and it's going to cost more to fix than what it's worth and you get into that whole debacle for me that's where i would pull out of the emergency fund and i would say i'm going to start i'm going to i'm going to earmark five thousand dollars for an emergency fund or you have almost two thousand so so i would if i were you say i would say we have seven thousand dollars in our emergency fund we're going to keep saving and saving and saving saving. we're going to work towards this 14 and if something were to happen in the middle of that we've got it we have the cash Hmm. then to pull it out if we need to and to say, okay, we have to we have to buy another crappy car for this season of life, but we're going to. So it's not gonna you're not gonna drain your whole account. You still want money in there for mm-hmm. a small emergency fund, but you can use that cash. So I think some people, maybe this is just me personally. I know you know George Camel may have a different opinion on this because some people love to have the. But when you're right now where you are with the state of your car, the emergency fund, I would just feel safer to think, okay, you know, we have six thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars in savings. We're, we're going to continue uh-huh. to stay gazelle intense and keep putting cash in. And then if we reach that, okay. reach that 14000 and the car still hasn't died, then I'm going to go separate. And I'm going to say, okay, before I go and throw a bunch okay. of money at retirement, I'm probably going to save up another five on the side. That's actually what I would do. I, I would hold off on retirement for just a few more months. And this is where I think families, um, I know we're, we're pretty dogmatic about the baby steps, but I also think uh, a sp- husband and wife team can sit there like and agree on a sprint. And yep. say, hey, you make 130 grand, husband. I'm staying home with with 111 kids here. <laughs> Would you be willing to for four months deliver pizzas to in the evening or whatever? The, do Uber Eats? And I know you're exhausted, but we could sprint through this for thing four months, right? For four months, and then we can go get ourselves a car that works. And so I like what I love Rachel's idea about let's stack this thing up. If your car happens to just die. You've got mm-hmm. you'll have fourteen thousand yeah. dollars to buy a new car with, or ten thousand dollars, and you'll have four thousand dollars in your emergency fund. But man, okay. stopping uh, trying to do two things at once is almost impossible. And yeah, that's what we're finding. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. not worth it. I put it all in one big savings, label it the emergency fund, and if something happens, you know, because again, most of what you mm-hmm. described, most of it was cosmetic. Um, yeah, but yeah, right. It was, and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I get it. But and let me say this too: you can you have this moment. Where you, and you're probably already doing this, but you can bring your kids along on this debt-free ride. You can give them a ringside seat to a mom who is making sacrifices. And so when they get in the car, they're like, mom, the door won't open. 
you can say out loud, and we don't owe anybody any money. Figure it out. <laughs> and we can all laugh and smile. But when they're when when you're older and they're older, they'll tell the story of yep. the time mom didn't give up. And that's that's a it feels like you're sacrificing, you're not. You're teaching them lifelong lessons. You guys are doing great, Sarah. Keep it up. This is the Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed. And now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 45% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and we're answering your questions when it comes to life, to money, everything. So 888-825-5225. It's a free call anywhere in the country. Up next, we have Carly in Fargo, North Dakota. Hey, Carly, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. How can we help? Um, So I just have a question about um, me and my husband. We are buying or hoping to buy my parents' house, and I was just wondering if we are ready to do that. All right. (laughs) Is your your family ready for that? (laughs) I don't know. So we would be living with them, too, in the transition of everything. So you're going to buy their house, and they're going to keep living in it? Yeah, for a little bit, and then they are building and moving. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're going to stay with you forever. Oh, stop, John. Forever. Oh, no. Forever. No, they're not. Okay, Carly, so um, <laughs> what do you, how much is How much is the house? How much are you buying it for? $250,000. Okay, and what's your current home? When you sell it, what will you have? What will you walk away with? We are going to walk away with around 91 with everything um, after we pay our current loan. Okay. Yep. Okay. So roughly 160 alone you'll take out. Um, and your parents, and I, I mean, so this was a, to John's point, I know he was joking, but to hit on that. I was being 100% serious. <laughs> buying, buying, I mean, buying <laughs> your car from your parents or buying your house from your parents, sometimes they'll give you a great deal. And it often comes with strings or sometimes they... Yeah, but they're not going to live in it forever and ever. Yeah. But it will yeah. be their home. No, it will be their home. That is true. So let's... Say, Listen, let's... the thought that you're going to buy this house for $250,000 and move into it and your parents are still going to be in there. Thought number one. Yeah. Are they going to keep the master bedroom while they live there? Yes. Yes. Number two, are they going to have opinions on how you decorate the kitchen and the yard? Well, we'll wait to do all of that until they're out. We'll keep it the same as what they have it right now. <laughs> it um, sounds so long. good in your heart, we'll but how I'm just telling you. How long will they be there with you, Carly? Because I know they're building, so um, when will they move? So they're, they're hoping to move um, in 
the spring of 2024. Okay. So, yep. Nine months. So this winter we would be living with them. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) At least there's lots of, uh, (laughs) lots of warmth and joy outside in uh, Fargo in the winter. Y'all won't be cooped up in the same house together. (laughs) Okay. Why the rush, Carly? Why do you want to do that right now? That's a good question. Well, they, uh, so they're building and they would be putting their house on the market in the spring. Okay. Um, so we just thought we would try to get our house sold just to get it, you know, so we have our money, um, to be able to take that amount off of the 250,000. Well, sure. But why wouldn't you just do that in the spring too? Do that in the spring. I mean, yeah, why would you jump the gun, I guess? What's the, what's yeah, the rush? We'll keep, yeah, what keeps you from wanting just to move in versus having your own house now and you guys I living guess. and just saying, yeah, by March, we're going to make this transition together, right? They move out, you move in. I guess I'm not sure. I um, I guess we could wait. Yeah, I think on the market. Yeah, and I think, Carly, a lot of people have fear around the real estate market because it's like, oh my gosh, interest yeah. rates are up. Uh, is there a bubble? What's going to happen? But I'm, I mean, for the most part, houses aren't getting cheaper, right? So if anything, you'll probably even make possibly more money on your current home in six months than you even will now. Um, but I would, yeah, from a relational standpoint, it might be wise just to to, to pump the brakes a little bit. You, you guys don't have this urgent decision that you have to make. Um, so moving in and making the time frame, you know, overlap very small if needed, uh, because are they? Do they need any cash out of their house, or I guess they're doing a construction loan? Yeah, so they they would be using the loan money to be able to help build. Okay, okay. Um, Carly, how much w- for you and your family, not your parents, but you guys uh, financially? Where are you at? Do you guys have debts? Do you have savings? Um, so right now we have a, a car payment. And then the house mortgage payment. How much? How much do you owe and on the car? On the car, how much do you? Four. How much? Four seventy-seven a month. I know. How, how much is? Things. How much is the total loan? Do you know? Do you know how much the total loan is? It's a lease. Okay. And yep. when is it up? Uh, in the next year. In the next year, okay. How much do you guys make a year? We're making around a hundred and forty-five thousand a year. Okay. Growth. Yeah, good for you guys. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I w- the the lease is just. Rough. Do you guys have cash? Uh. At all? Any savings? So in our savings, we have about fourteen thousand. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, from a financial standpoint, I mean, the lease is the only, you know, somewhat debt that you're carrying and you guys have a good emergency fund in place. So I would, I mean, just at this point, it's more the relational factor that kind of has us pausing and, and probably our advice would be just to slow it down. So there's not any messiness of moving in with parents and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I would say, and 
it's so easy to do handshake deals and hey, we'll just take care of it. And you've heard me say this a lot, but we we think in pictures, but we speak in words. And so when they say, hey, we'll take care of it, you might see free. And when they say we'll take care of it, they might say we're going to do the paperwork and give the $10,000 charge to you guys. And it's going to be awkward when you get an inspection done on their house to find out, hey, the roof has a leak in it or there's a problem with the um, sewer system or whatever. And it's going to be a challenge when they say, hey, how about you just pay us and you don't even have to get a loan? No, we're going to go through a bank. We're going to make this as clean as possible because we want you to stay our parents. We want us to be, um, y'all to, yeah, uh, we, we want us to love each other. So yep. And that was our plan was to go through the bank, the bank to do the loan and everything like that. Yeah. Um, what what I know I about building up. is it never comes in on time. Yeah. And so I think an idea in Fargo, we're going to be done in the spring. The chances of it running to next fall are very high. Maybe not. Yeah. So they do it. They have a cabin that they're going to be moving into. So it's going to be a for sure like March, April move okay. out. Whether or not the building is done or not, you know, they'll just be getting started. So I, th- but, I think you could um, do something as simple as write up a personal contract in your home computer and hand it to your dad and say, I'm going to buy this house for this much and we're going to close April whatever, April 1st. Okay. And then you and your husband, okay. now y'all have this much time to get your house sold, get some cash saved up, get that stupid lease out of your life or... Um, figure yeah, out know. how you don't have to re-up it, right? And you can you have a long runway to get into this thing. Yeah, and Carly, what's the what is the reason you're choosing this house over something else? I'm just curious. Their house over something else is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Um, the location and the size of the house, and um, are they cutting I you a deal on it? The tr- yeah, they're cutting a deal too. Okay. Yeah. So you guys wanted to upgrade, anyways. You wanted more square footage. Yeah, our house right now is small, so yeah, we would be. So you you're gonna want to anyways. Okay, perfect. Yep, that's great. So yeah, um, yeah, everything John said, I I totally agree with, and I just want to make sure always with these family deals, sometimes, and Carly, that's why I asked that question here at the end, is because it's like, oh, mom and dad are they're they're moving, and the child at home, the whole family wants to keep it in the name, and we'll be the ones that sacrifice and take this on. Or they want to sell it to us because they want it to stay in the family. Yeah, like there's some there's some weird like strings and all that. So just making sure that you guys, as just you and your husband Carly and your family, that this is a move that you guys would have done anyways. Mom and dad are moving at the same time. That's great. We'll cut a great deal. We'll figure it out. Move forward. Just making sure that there's no. Uh, weirdness of any pressure feeling like you guys have to make this move when you may not even want to. So thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. John, uh, you've been hard at work, I would say, for a bit now uh, because, well, you're you're always hard at work, not just for a bit, but always. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, that, that felt so good. I'm the, glad you recognize. <laughs> but the stuff you talk about, especially on your show, 
you know, when you look in the lane specifically with anxiety, with depression, all these things that are so intertwined that are continuing to increase. I mean, you, you, we all see the studies and the stats and everything coming out that it just continues to be a problem. And so this is something, a subject that you've really honed in on and then in turn have written an entire book about. Right. And I've also experienced it in my own house, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so I've been talking a lot about on the show, it's called Building a Non-Anxious Life. Um, and we'll just keep talking about it, by the way. But listen, um, you know those little blurbs on the back of the book of a book jacket where famous people tell you how great oh, the book is, yeah, right? they all love it. Well, They're a team like, handed me this paper, and as I started reading these, I don't think these are real, but <laughs> here's what they wrote. Advanced Praise for Building a Non-Anxious Life by Dr. John Deloney. Jocko writes, good book, pro tip, throw the dust jacket away so you never have to look at his face. Thanks, Jocko. <laughs> Kelly Daniels, my producer, says, well, 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 we finally wrote something with that pen instead of twirling it between his fidgety little fingers. Oh my gosh. Personality Ken Coleman said, this book is 10 times better than all of my books combined. <laughs> I sleep with an autographed copy on my bedside table. Dr. Deloney's my hero. Thanks, Ken. Ken. That means the world. So gracious. <laughs> Dr. Jordan Peterson writes, this book is an analog of the structure of existence itself. It puts you on the border of chaos and... <laughs> That was actually pretty funny. I think the team made those up. But listen, <laughs> you can get the book right now. It's 20 bucks, and we're going to throw a whole bunch of things at you to encourage you to get it early. Um, it will be in your mailbox October 3rd when it releases. And if you wait till October 3rd, that's great, too. It's going to be in all the stores, and you can get it anywhere you buy books. But know this. I, I kept in mind all the, the latest neuroscience and nerd stuff, and I kept in mind all the professionals and practitioners that I talked to across the country but I wrote it for you. If you are into the, the neural pathways and the way chemicals in your brain interact, this book probably is not for you. If you're interested in what can I do right now to help my kids? What can I do right now to help my house, my classroom, my workplace? With that person you look in the mirror, I wrote this book for you. And it is simple. It's a path towards a non-anxious life so that your body doesn't have to get your attention all the time with those alarms. So, Rachel, that's what we're doing. Go to RamseySolutions.com, yeah. 20 bucks, and get your copy now. It's so good. Because I uh, feel like for some people, you know, they hear the word anxiety or, I mean, it, like anything in that mental health space. And some people are very intrigued by it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I want to learn more. I want to know what's going on with me. And then some people are like, Ugh. like, no, that's that's not for me that stuff people get stuck in just the therapy loop of life and talk about feelings and we like we gotta get stuff done you gotta move on like there's like kind of that grit mentality mm -hmm. almost so just first for just a second talk about like what it what is anxiety if it's something that people because you hear that word a lot and there's some people that aren't going to go and dive in to it even if maybe they have it they don't even realize it mm -hmm. but you know when you're when you're talking about a non-anxious life what would an anxious life be so i used to be a hold the line nerd, if you will. And I would push my nerd glasses up my nerd nose and say, hey, anxiety is actually a clinical term only for diagnostics and you have to be trained and it's one of these things and it's in the DSM or the in the 10 codes. And then I started acting like a human being and say, everybody uses the word anxiety and it can mean burnout. It can mean chronic stress. It can mean I can't breathe when my husband walks in the door and I don't know why because I actually like that guy. It can be your kid walks in and slams the door and just heads straight to the room and you are just brush it off and say, oh, that's just teenagers. But you know in your guts something's wrong with that relationship. So 
that's the way we use it as our, in our culture. We just throw it all under, I'm anxious, he's got anxiety. Right. So I just went with that this time, and I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. What I tell folks is the, the, the last study I looked at said 50% of the United States experiences some form of burnout, chronic stress, or anxiety, and mm. the other half of America is married to them. So you can say this isn't you. I don't have nothing to do with this, but it's your wife. Yeah. Or your husband. Yeah. It's your mm-hmm. boss. Mm-hmm. It's your son. It's your daughter. It's your husband. It's, it's, yeah. this is impacting you in some, it's your politician that's screaming their head off about it's all coming down when it probably isn't. So this is a really important read. And the world, in my opinion, doesn't need another clinical treatise. It, we need a, what do I do right now? Yep. And um, there is a time for, counseling there is a time for medication you and i both see a counselor we're pretty Mm -hmm. open about that Mm -hmm. both of our spouses see counselors that's really Mm -hmm. important but man we have thrown a lot of counselors at the problem and a lot of medication at the problem globally and it is just continuing to escalate and so this is what can i do in my house right now yeah and um, let's start there and made it as simple as possible and as tactile as possible but anxiety it's just your body trying to get your attention it is a smoke alarm in your kitchen that something's on fire it's not the problem. What's The problem is the fire. And this book points you to the fires in your life and how to deal with them. Yeah, and in every area. Right. So, so good. So powerful. So you can go to RamseySolutions.com and pre-order Building a Non-Anxious Life today. Again, if you pre-order, you get a bunch of free, great stuff. And uh, it will be delivered in your mailbox October 3rd. 3rd. Awesome. And for those of you um, in that can be in the Nashville area, October 5th, we are going to have a Madhouse live event here on Ramsey's, uh, Ramsey's campus, October 5th, 7 o'clock. It is going to be wheels off. We're going to have a book launch party. I'll be speaking. We'll have some guests show up. Don't miss it. Um, you can get on RamseySolutions.com and check out tickets and all that. Get tickets there. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So great. All right. Up next, we have Casey in Fayetteville. Hey, Casey. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. I feel grateful. Oh, well, thanks for calling. How can we help? Yeah, so um, I am currently serving active duty in the Army. Um, I actually just completed 10 years. Um, oh, wow. Thank you, Casey, for your service. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, I've sustained some pretty significant injuries that is requiring me to be medically separated, hopefully medically retired, just depending on disability rating and all of that. Um my question to you is I have the remaining debt that I have is $10,000 in student loans. Um, and I'm kind of in a pickle where I have the money to pay them off um, right now. However, um, my situation is if I get a high enough disability rating, the VA takes care of those loans for you. Um, now, I expect to be separated probably by next spring. My guess is March, April, just given how long these things take. Um Obviously, with the, you know, interest rates kicking back in and payments, you know, starting back up in October, it's kind of made me sit down and think about this. Like, do I want to just go ahead and knock this out so I'm not growing this interest? Or come when I'm separated, you know, I have the high, like, I do have a high enough disability rating to get those taken care of for me. And so I'm just kind of in, like, a dilemma of how to go about this. Yeah. How much do you have in savings total? Um, I have, we have roughly about 25,000 in a high yield savings, 5,000 in a CD, and then I have 20,000 in a thrift savings plan that's kind of, that I just recently started uh, for my retirement. A thrift savings plan from your retirement? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a program that's in like 
the military. Okay. Um, it's an account you can, you can set up at any time, and you can put a certain percentage of your paycheck towards it. Gotcha, gotcha. And you can put it into certain different funds. Okay, yeah. perfect. But that's more considered retirement, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. Um. So for you guys, is there a chance that in March that they would come back and say no, that they wouldn't be able to take care of it because of the amount of disability that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible that I don't get a high enough rating. And that's the thing. I don't know what my rating yeah. will be until it happens. So yes. it's kind of like, you know, I I could hope for it and then it doesn't happen. And then I'm just stuck with that much more money I owe. For sure. Which I could pay for it, but it just seems yeah silly yeah for sure well transitioning yeah yeah casey i mean if i were you today i i would just go pay it off and i would be you know detached from that loan and be done with it and continue to live my life and you'll make different decisions i think between now and even spring because you guys are debt free so um and, and again they may come back and you know maybe you would have had it paid off but here's the deal you have the money now and for me, I'm like, as soon as possible that I can not have debt in my life, that's the route I'm going to choose. nine months of sleep you could pay for yeah. with that 10000 bucks. That's right. So about. I'd pay it off, Casey, and thanks again for your service. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Rachel Cruz hosting This Hour with Dr. John Deloney, taking your calls. And listen, you guys, if you are a new listener... And you hear terms like the debt snowball or the baby steps or all this kind of like lingo around specifically money. And you're thinking, hey, I want to get on board because we have new people all the time. YouTube podcasts. I mean, there's so many of you guys that are just tuning in and seeing, hey, what can I do now to take control of my money? And you're listening to us. And so um, the best way to plug in and the best way to understand where you're at and what to do next is our get started guide. So if you go to RamseySolutions.com and you click on that, it's really going to help uh, take you know what's in your head and what you're thinking and kind of figuring out and just put it right in front of you and to say hey here is your next step so again it's uh, it's it's a button called get started but really it's this kind of thing you fill out to really understand where you're at today and help you on your financial journey when it comes to Ramsey Solutions as we guide you and have some of this these terms and all of that too so go to RamseySolutions.com and click the get started button uh, to figure out your next step in your financial journey. All right, up next, we have Jamie in Memphis. Hey, Jamie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Uh, so my husband and I, we have a blended family. We have four children. Um, two live with us and two live with their mother. Um, we're communicating um, with our 16-year-old and her mother regarding her first car. We're trying to encourage a cash car and we'll contribute to the purchase and possibly just buy the whole car if we can agree on the, the kind of car and everything. Um, but her mother's suggesting financing a vehicle that's a bit more expensive and doesn't seem to have any insight into the Ramsey principles. Do you have any advice on how we should handle this situation? Yeah, don't let your kid get stuck in the middle of this. I know, and I know okay. that sounds so hard, but if if... And that means what? Making the parents make the decision. That means if, if Biomom is, um, makes it sound like she's a robot. If biological mother is the where this kid lives and she wants to make a decision, I think you sit down and say, hey, we don't believe in taking out loans in our house. And you can look at our home and our home is, is peaceful. We've made these choices. Um, and in no way are we going to disparage Biomom at all. 
but this this is the life we've chosen. We're willing to give you a car um, that you won't owe any money on. You're not going to have any payments on because that's what we believe. Then you state your piece. You put on the table what you're able to put on it. And if she chooses to go with what her mother is telling her, I would not roast her because she's caught in the middle of two different households with two different sets of values. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. Thank and I you. think that, that I, th- I think I think your promise to her is I'll sit with you when you're complaining about having to make this payment in two and a half years, or you have to sit out a semester of college because you can't you have to pay this loan and you can't afford your tuition. I'll sit with you and I'll 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 even pick up the breakfast tab while you're agonizing and complaining about it. Um, but this is a choice you're making. And here, here we go. And here's this option right here. Well, I think um, her mother is suggesting taking on the payment herself, and we just don't think that that's a great idea. Um, of course, it's not necessarily our business to be in her finances. Um, but again, we would just prefer, like, I feel like this is a teachable moment for her because I didn't have the, the financial knowledge at that age that I wish I had. So, um, yeah. It's a teachable way. moment, but I... <laughs> Also, I, I, there's just something about a 16-year-old caught between two households, and if I don't do this, then I'm going to do this. My mom's going to feel like I'm doing this just for dad and my stepmom, and that means I'm being disloyal. to. I mean, you're asking a lot of a 16-year-old trapped between these two homes, and so it is a teachable moment, but when you're in a split house like this, those teachable moments, I, I, I mean, they spread out over years. And we want, I, I never want to sacrifice a relationship in this moment for two different uh, values in a household, unless there's something about safety, right? Um, like right. I would probably dig my heels in on bio mom wants to give my kid a smartphone and I'm saying, no, I'd probably throw a fit about that. Or bio mom lets me drink at home and I'm only 14. I'd throw a fit about that in terms of your mom wants to take out a loan. We don't think that's wise, but we know you love your mom and here's what we're willing to do if you want to do that. Um, and and do your best not to throw this child's mm-hmm. mother under the bus because this child will always look in the mirror and know half of me is her. And if she's dumb, if she's making bad choices, then that means I'm dumb. And that's a lot to put on a 16-year-old. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, and Jamie, and I think that. your heart in those what you call teachable moments, I think what John just said, I think that is one. And I think sitting down and being honest with your 16-year-old without you know running her mom into the ground by any means, but just to say, hey, Here's what we've realized about money. Here's things that we've learned, you know, and that could be everything from budgeting, that could be I mean, whatever it is. And to say, we've just realized, here's what debt does to us. And as, a, and as a family, we've realized, you know, man, it puts stress on us. You know, even your husband saying, golly, I would lose sleep at night thinking about the bills that I had to be paid. Like we've just realized life has so much more peace when there's not debt. So regardless of what happens with your mom and the car and all of that, just know from us, from Jamie and her dad, like, this is where we stand and this is why we stand here and we want to walk with you and be there for you. But but from a wisdom perspective, when it comes to money, we believe that this is the best way to handle money. And there's a reason why. And Dave's talked about this um, in his personal life. And I love this story that he had a close buddy show up and, you know, Dave's a car guy and he had a close buddy show up with just a masterpiece of a car. And then he was bragging about it, it was his new lease and his buddy's Dave Ramsey. And what did Dave do? He's like, let's go check out this car in my driveway. I want to go see it. Dave didn't turn around and lecture him about it. So if your 16-year-old decides to get this new car that mom wants to buy and finance for her and pick up the payments on, and she brings that house, that car into your driveway, 
Make the first thing you do not, mm-hmm. well, is that about payments? Say, hey, baby, show me your new car and run out and look at it. And don't sacrifice relationship right now. Because this, again, she's caught in the middle. Um, let's lean on relationship whenever possible. Great. Thank you so much for your help. You got it. Absolutely. Think, thanks for thanks for thinking through that. That gets messy. Yes, gets I know. Messy. Well, and with that mentality of the of the kids that are stuck, ping-ponging between right it is so easy to get caught in the middle and for parents how important is it to to protect your kids in that and to set them up well well and i can also see bio mom saying y'all aren't buying my daughter a car like that's my job and i don't have the money to do it so i'm going to do it like this or She's getting her esteem because her daughter's going to drive car X. There's so many variables here that that 16-year-old has no business wading through. Yep. And I never, in a, in a divorced household, I never want a kid to feel like I'm being disloyal to one parent, Yes. which they do. I'm never sacrificing my values. I just, I just don't want them in that mm-hmm. mess. And so the best adults can agree together, man, that's so good. And if they can't, let's figure out the, the, the path of least resistance there. Yep. So helpful. All right. Up next, we have Will in Atlanta. Hey, Will, welcome to the show. We're up against the clock, man. Let's go quick. Hi. Uh, okay, let me get right to my question. So at the end of every month, I have a little bit of space left in my budget. I just want to know, what should I do with that little bit of space? Do you have Do you have debt right now? No, ma'am, no debt. No debt. Do you have an emergency fund? Yes, ma'am. Nice. Are you on ba- So you're on babysits four, five, and six. Are you funding retirement? Uh, I'm signing up for my 403B next month. Oh, good for you. Do you have kids? No. No. Do you have a house? <laughs> All the uh, questions. I'm renting an apartment right now. Good. Okay. That's awesome. I Will. think you put it in an envelope and send it to Attention Rachel Cruz at the Ramsey Solution <laughs> Building. Ramsey Solutions. I'll take that extra cash. She's got no. a car fund <laughs> she's trying to trying to put money into. No, so yeah, Will, at this point, how much did you say you have extra per month? Uh, usually comes out to about like 60 bucks at the end of the month. Okay. Like I spend $5 less than I allocate for groceries every week or something like that. Oh, good for you. Down to the penny. That's awesome. Will. So, <laughs> Will, I, I mean, incredible. honestly, I mean, the 60, I would say, yeah, if there's a little bit, if you want to up, you're out to eat by some, you know, you can, you're to the point that you are, you're funding retirement. You don't have a mortgage right now. So the next big thing that you'd save for is probably a house. So if that is something you want to look into and say, hey, I'm going to put some of this money away in a high yield savings and I'm just going to be diligent with it, that's great. But it's 60 bucks. It's not a ton of money. Uh, yeah. So it's not 600 a month, you know, which, you know, you would look at and say, okay, what are we going to do? So um, I would, you could up your lifestyle up a little bit, Will, if you want. Enjoy a little bit of that 60. Or, or I've heard or um, put it away. people say you get wealthy $10 at a time. So, yeah. so put it in a high 60, yield savings account. Okay, go put, there. It, put it away. So Good either way, but you're doing great. Nothing major on fire right now, Will. Well done. Well done. Well, that uh, wraps up the show. Thanks to all the guys in the booth. John, thank you for hosting. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.